This is the Retail Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. We're on that third mega trend where consumers really have taken over the shopping channel. They're walking into stores a lot more informed. We don't hide from the fact that retail is difficult. You know, every day is a challenge, but that excites the customer. They love that. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Market Scale Retail Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Anywhere with a brick and mortar store, and I mean, that can be retailers, it can be grocers, they all know the pain of dealing with legal tender. And orders are expensive. The manual nature of handling coin and cash can lead to mishandled funds or even theft sometimes. So, what do we do about this as an industry? Because cash isn't going anywhere. Here to give his take on the hardware solution that could solve this coin nightmare is David Barclay, VP of Marketing for Tidel. David, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Daniel, Daniel thank you for having me. So, this concept of is cash going anywhere, um, I know you've said this before. You were on our Market Scale Mornings previously, which was a lot of fun. Um, but basically, you've said cash is not going anywhere. Um, what is the state of cash in, in retail, in grocery stores? You know, I guess, how are people using it? Yeah, it's a great question. And we get, obviously, being in this business, we get asked this question a lot. Um, so our answer today, and, and has been consistently, is cash isn't going anywhere. Uh, with the economy today being what it is, there's more cash in circulation than ever before. And the other, th- the other thing we can't forget is there is a segment of our populace that doesn't have a bank account or is underbanked. Therefore, they pay in cash. And we don't see that segment changing. So um, from that standpoint, cash isn't going anywhere. And m- matter of fact, it might be increasing in circulation as our economy continues to do what it's doing. Interesting. And so what specifically about the economy uh, is keeping a reliance on cash or is uh, is motivating more cash use? Well, the, if you look at the stats, right, so um, 50% of transactions under $10 in America are done in cash. Okay. That's a lot yeah. of cash being exchanged. So for simple transactions, cash is uh, the predominant form of tender. Um, but there's other elements of it that are important to understand. Well, cash is completely anonymous, right? Um, cash is protected. So if your credit card, uh, unfortunately, if you're using a credit card in some retail stores, historically over the last couple of years, um, you might have been on the wrong end of a breach, right? right? So cash um, negates that risk. Um, and so combining all that with the fact that, as I said earlier, there's a, a, a measurable segment of our population that is un- underbanked or unbanked, therefore paying in cash, it's not going anywhere. And so retailers need to figure out a way um, to better handle it and automate how they accept and dispense cash. So customers like using cash then? I mean, it sounds like it's it doesn't get in the way. It actually makes things simpler for at least some of those smaller purchases. I, I, I think so, especially for the smaller purchases. Like I said, 50%, our data says 50% of transactions under $10 are done in cash. Gotcha. What about the stores though? Uh, retailers, grocers, do they like having to deal with cash? Um, kind of a nuanced answer, I guess. But y- Yeah, I would say the majority of them uh, uh, struggle at times to deal with the influx of cash. And, you know, what we hear is, um, they don't always know their visibility to their cash. They're experiencing incidents of, um, theft. So cash just goes missing. 
Um, I don't think their employees enjoy handling it, right? And in certain environments, that volume of cash can be substantial. So you have employees handling a lot of cash throughout the day, sometimes many hours a day. Um, you know, what we hear in certain segments is, the, you know, the store manager is relegated to spending a couple hours a day dealing with cash, whether it's, you know, counting, counting down a till, you know, helping an employee prepare their next till, investigating losses or discrepancies, preparing a bank deposit, and then running the bank deposit to the bank. So that's a lot of labor applied to that. Yeah. And a lot of those steps, I guess, could be removed. Um, especially just the ones that are very manual, you know, counting of the cash, um, making orders for new cash, new coin. Um, all of that takes a lot of time. And I think what we found is retailers, grocers, brick and mortar in general is having to reprioritize where its employees put their time. Um, because brick and mortar in and of itself is at risk. Uh, you know, if people want to go to the store it's not really for convenience anymore. It's more, I mean, if we're talking big picture, it's like for experiences because people like going to that store for some reason or another. Could be as simple as the people there are really friendly and they have a great experience when they go. Could be as exciting as there's a big digital signage wall or something that they get to interact with. That's besides the point. But retail associates and grocery store workers, employees, they're all, I guess, their roles are shifting to be a little more customer service oriented, to be more focused on providing that human experience. And that all has to come from pulling away some of these manual processes that have remained in the industry. Um, so it sounds like one of the big ones is cash. Um, I'd like to break down a few of the main pain points that come with cash handling, specifically coin handling. Um, you know, they're, they're similar, but there are some differences. So let's start with the cost of change order deliveries and the fees that come with those deliveries. Um, break that process down for me and why does it create challenges for retailers and grocers? Uh, sure. So um, I, I would say the, mo the majority of those transactions are handled by um, a cash and transit provider. They're very skilled at and, and have the scalability to, um, you know, deliver change orders from their cash processing centers um, to that store. And what, what happens is, is, you know, when you have a, a large retailer that has a net outlay of coin, we're talking about coin here, which most of them do, like, let's, let's call one out, let's call out Walmart, right? So you walk into a Walmart at any time and you buy something less than $15 and you hand them a 20, odds are you're going to get some notes back and some coin back. So they've got multiple registers so over time, they're going to be de depleted of that of the currency they need to, to run their day to day business. So what that means is they have to call a third party provider like a cash and transit provider to deliver them their change fund. Sometimes it's multiple times a day hmm. per store. Those fees add up it, that those transactions come at a cost. Yeah. And so what we've enabled is a way for that store to reuse, in many cases, a lot of the coin and cash that they're taking in uh, to help them with their float. And we can get into that a little bit later. Yeah. But um, I think it, you know, the point is, is those fees can add up. And the bigger the store, I would say the more, the more accelerated those fees can, can, can be tacked on. So is this something that's difficult to predict? Um, because it sounds like after 
I mean, after weeks, months, years of running an operation, I mean, we, we'll stick with Walmart as an example. You'd think the back-end system of handling coins, handling cash, would be uh, streamlined by now, right? Um, why does it still create pain points to have to reorder legal tender in the middle of the day when you run out in the middle of the day? You know, like, shouldn't there be some preparation to keep things... Uh, better stocked. Well, and that's exactly what they have to do yeah. if they're not using an automated process is they have to have some level of predictability yeah. to prevent that. I mean, the last thing they want is to not have enough change to run their, their business. And I would say at a, at a much larger store, um, you know, they have mitigation factors to, to deter that. But sure. take a small store, yeah. right? Take, a, take a, a, mom, a mom and pop store, right? Where they don't have processes and, and they're not paying attention. The manager has to leave that store to go to the bank, bring change back to, to restock their till. Takes a manager out of the store. Um, I think it puts everything at risk, puts him, him or her at risk while they're going to the bank and bringing money back from the yeah. bank. Yeah. Um, we've seen plenty of stories where those risk factors actually um, become real. Yeah. Um, and that's why an automated solution becomes really, really important. Is it always that manual that the person has to leave the store to go pick up the tender? Does it ever get delivered? I mean, are there any services yeah, like that? Like yeah, it, yeah, absolutely. Like I said, a, a cash and transfer provider could deliver that right. change, but a lot of but still, there's a there's a time spent instead of you know a time waiting spent instead yes. of uh, you know you driving there. Yes. Yeah, that still eats into your ability to conduct business. Right. Yeah. Another pain point, and it, it really does tie into the first one, but it's really just the day-to-day -day operations of dealing with coins in the store. So when an associate has to take fresh change from a customer, sort through it, maybe count it at the end of the day, all of those manual processes that come with dealing with coins in store um, also create a lot of challenges for that retailer or that grocer. Break those challenges down for me. Yeah, so um, I think where we see it is without, again, without a, an automated solution, um, like a smart safe or a smart safe that can hold tubes of coin, um, that store would have to, uh, a couple things. One is if, if, if they want to keep their till balances at a minimum, which, which a lot of them should do for risk avoidance, right? They're having to have their manager come from the back to the front to, to replenish that till. That's disruptive to the, to the flow of the store. Nobody wants to see that. Have you ever stood in line at a store as a customer yeah. while that till is being pulled out and the, and the manager is there having to load it? And it always has to be the manager, too, because— And it's always when you're in line. A, a lower-level associate, right? It is always when I'm in line. A lower-level associate, I guess, doesn't have the, the clearance, right, to go back there and refill and handle a bunch of cash. Right. Yeah. It's always a manager that has to come up and replenish. Um, so that that's— that's a disruption, yeah. right? The cost, there's also a cost associated with that. That, that manager's taking his time right. to do exactly that, where he should be out in the store helping customers or training employees or replenishing inventory in the right. store or making the store more attractive. Right, right. so it, 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 it domino effects. Absolutely. Huh. And have you felt that domino effect actually leave lasting issues with a business? I mean, with with someone having to refill that legal tender several times a day, have you heard from any of your clients any horror stories that directly link uh, this issue with having to manually deal with coin, with cash, to other issues with the store? I mean, let's say it could be, um, like you said, uh, employee training, it could be customer retention, um, could be 
just aesthetic upkeep. Um, yeah, have you heard any any horror stories coming from your clients? Well, I tell you, I don't know if the word horror applies, but I, I've heard many stories where, let's say, an owner has six or seven stores, right, yeah. in the same city. I've heard where they're they're driving around from store to store, collecting the money, counting the money, preparing the deposit, running to the bank. The entire day. Yeah. That's what they do. You could probably hire don't one spend, person to do just that. Yeah, yeah, which would be a waste of a hire, yeah. right? But the manager and the managers are doing this. And we've heard other stories where, like you said, an, a, they assign an employee to go to, let's say it's 10 to 12 to 15 stores in, in the city mm-hmm. just to manage their money, collect their money, um, count it down, prepare deposits. It's a dedicated resource. Yeah. No offense. I wouldn't want to do that if... if if that were my job, I, I don't think I could do that for very long. That yeah. just isn't very appealing. So we have solutions that help, you know, basically eliminate the need to do that. Right. So, David, the last main point um, that I wanted to bring up with you, one of the main challenges that comes with dealing with legal tender and coin is the first one you brought up, which was earlier in the podcast, but this idea of a lack of visibility around cash, which can lead to misplaced funds, it can lead to theft, uh, and all of those are obviously costs to that business. Why does the traditional way of sorting through, counting through, and restocking coin and cash often lead to some of these issues, like misplacing that money, or it even getting stolen? Great question. And I would just say with a manual process, i.e. not automated, not recordable, not traceable, um, which is what we see in the traditional um, methodologies. What I mean by that is standard till, back office with a, with a drop safe. Yeah. Um, you're going to have, you, you, just by that, you have lack of visibility because you don't know at any one time how much cash you have on hand. It's impossible to figure that out. Even if you count it now, in a half an hour, it's going to change. Right. In an hour, it's going to change. And unfortunately, um, these are just statistics, but uh, when those environments are there, you have higher incidences of internal theft because, sadly, employees realize, well, this isn't tracked, right? right? Or tracked as it should be. Um, so theft happens. Um, and in the other thing is when you when you have that environment where you have all manual processes, it's human human error, right? It's accounting situation where you've got hum, a lot of humans touching the money. You're going to make mistakes, yeah. and without tools that automatically you know count, record, store, secure money, those things are going to happen and continue to happen. So clearly, all these issues we mapped out affect the bottom line of a company. Um, you know, even if some of the issues are more social in nature or more in you know how you spend employee time um that is clearly linked to the costs of a company um do you feel like the conversation tends to lean more towards money saving and you know we need to solve this issue because it affects our bottom line or do you see the conversation coming from a perspective of this is more about a time issue this is more of an efficiency issue more of a you know let's re-empower our employees um, does it come more from either direction well I would say it's 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 efficiency and the most optimal use of store labor that's where we see it today because yeah. look what we're facing right we're facing a record economy we're facing an unemployment rate, at least in Texas, at 3.5%. Mm-hmm. It is very hard to find employees, and it's even harder to retain them. Mm-hmm. 
right? So, you, and the other thing that's happening is there's more choices to buy product than ever before. Look at the Amazon effect that's having on what you said earlier, brick and mortar retail. They're, they're having to compete with multiple choices to buy products. So store, brick and mortar stores are having to get, gain a lot more from their employees, do a lot more with less, and become a lot more efficient than they've ever had to do. And that are, that's going to continue in my in my mind. So that's where the automation factor comes in. And you see it you see it happening now in other areas. I go back to the Walmart example. They've announced where they're using actually robots in their stores to do a lot of the stocking. you know stocking and cleaning and maintenance warehouse work. Warehouse work. Mm-hmm. And and so that trend will continue. You see companies like McDonald's having order kiosks at the front of their stores because um, you know they want to take you know they've got fixed labor you know allocated to their stores. They want to help their customers, so they've adopted some level of automation for food ordering. I think that trend will continue. So all these folks got to do more with less. Um, when they handle cash manually, that doesn't really help that that initiative. Right. Right. Yeah, it's the same conversation we're seeing across brick and mortar, like you said, at every level. And you've said on the podcast and previously have argued for an automated system that will come in and solve basically all of these issues that we've talked about, which is pretty incredible stuff. Um, walk me through what that automated system looks like, what it actually does, and how it's re-empowering these employees to further this trend of step away from manual processes, become you know a more valued employee, and let's automate things in retail, in grocery, in food and beverage, you know, in, in hospitality, basically. Sure. So... At Tidell, you know, we've been in the cash automation business for over 40 years. Uh, cash is our business. Automating cash for retail is our business. And so we've got um, a broad portfolio of solutions that um, cover, you know, things such as note to secure note deposit, um, vending of coin in a store right under the counter, right at point of sale. Um, and those are typically seen in um, you know, convenience store, quick serve restaurant spaces. We've got solutions for general purpose retail. Um, so we've got you know under the, what we call you know under the counter um, solutions for depositing notes, dispensing coin, securing coin, and managing a change fund, which automates the process that we've talked about. But then at a broader scale, um, you know the big big stores of the world, the Targets, the WalMarts, the Best Buys of the world. We've got larger machines that help automate cash and coin at a much larger scale, really taking those employees out of the back office cash room and redeploying them into the store and letting our systems do the work for them. And so that gives them automation and, you know, counting their coin, recording their, you know, recording um, cash transactions against point of sale receipts, and also really negating the need to have all these change order deliveries happen because you can reuse the funds that you've taken in throughout the day to help you run your business. Are you seeing these kinds of solutions become standardized in the industry, or is what Tidal's offering in this world, you know, we're just talking about coin, cash, and making it more efficient for the retailer, is it still something that you're having to educate the market on, that this solution exists and there's a better way to do it? Yes. I would say yes. Yeah, the latter. Yeah. Um, It's becoming more common knowledge, I would say, in certain verticals. Um, I think the seat, the convenience store space is probably the most mature space for our solutions, uh, followed up by quick serve restaurants. But in other spaces, other verticals, I think the education factor is still very critical. Mm-hmm. We're starting to see a trend of more adoption, but there's a, there's a lot of headroom, in my opinion, to, uh, 
to for adoption of solutions that we that we offer. Which verticals within retail um, or grocery do you see needing it the most that still haven't caught on on like a full scale level yet? Yeah, so um, that's a I mean that's a good question. So we see a lot of opportunities. Um, you know, spanning. You know, I mentioned C store QSR, but we're looking at. We've seen some some interesting opportunities in the healthcare space. Uh, interesting, and we've actually um, we've actually done some placements. We have a case study on our website um, um, with one healthcare organization in Austin. Great story. We helped them out. Um, you know, the, think of the amusement parks of the world, the Disney worlds of the world, and how much cash they take in. Yeah. Right. So we're starting to see. Um, some inroads there, but I, I, like I said, there's a there's a ways to go to really educate the broad market on the value of, of an automated cash solution, and, and we're getting there for sure. It's interesting you bring up healthcare because um, I could see the trend here in the next few years um, continuing to push cash in healthcare, especially if um, you know some of the more progressive policy ideas coming through the pipeline for. Uh, basically healthcare for all, Medicare for all comes through, that's going to lower the cost of a lot of care. And to the point where a lot of care is below 20, below $10 even. Um, and like you just said, a lot of those transactions are cash focused. So it could be interesting to see if, you know, how some of those larger, you know, we're talking Washington policy here, which is not the focus of the podcast, but if some of those do come down the pipeline, how that might affect cash handling in healthcare. It's interesting to see those dots connect. And where we've seen that in that space is the just the bifurcation of specialty, um, I call them entities. So, in, you know, go back 20 years, you go to the hospital, they had the ER, they had everything you needed in hospital, but now and x-rays and whatnot, now all that's split out. So you go to a certain center to get an x-ray or a, C- a CT scan, mm-hmm. you go to another center to have urgent care done, or there all these pop-up ERs are happening. So yeah. it's all being kind of split out, and that's where we see a lot of opportunity for cash transactions to happen. So what does this really mean for the day-to-day operations of the retailers and the grocers? We'll, we'll stick with them because they're the ones that I think are are going to be the first to fully adopt these solutions. Um, you know, bringing an automated coin dispensing system to their back end, how much of an impact do you think that's really going to have on their ability to better serve their customers? And what kind of business decisions could you see them now making with the time or the money that they get back from implementing something like this? Yeah, I mean, we see it uh, tremendously beneficial. One is they now have better cash visibility, right? So they actually can see how much cash they have on hand, and and, and that gives them the ability to develop some predictive models about cash they may need. Um, Uh, Now, before you continue there, um, the automated ability to count through the cash um, do you get like alerts and updates for when cash is running low, potentially, you know, more proactive alerts that could help a retailer, um, you know, get in front of potentially, Hey, we're going to run out of cash here in the next few days. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it absolutely provides that level of intelligence. I mean, all of our systems are fully networkable and reportable and a lot of our partners have really advanced dashboards right. that they avail to their clients. I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, it, one of our customers, they've got an advanced point of sale system for their customers, and this is a C-Store customer. And they programmed it to our, our safe to the point where uh, everything's handled by their point of sale system, including what they do with the safe. And so in a, in a convenience store, you, you really want to minimize the amount of money you have in your register at any time, right, especially at night. 
And it's programmed in such a way where if that till gets to a, above a certain amount, no more transactions can happen until that till is what we call swept and the excess money is put in the safe. Mm. So that's the level of advancement and intelligence that you can get by automation. Wow. Yeah, it's interesting to see how these industries that really have never had to deal with data at this level before. I mean, obviously, you know, not to discount retailers and their ability to handle numbers and crunch numbers. Clearly, they can do that. But you know, when you're getting this kind of intricate data consistently, um, you know, you can start really being proactive and not just reactive with the kind of data you're getting, um, which is is cool to see that, uh, you know, one hardware solution can kind of reframe an entire business model. Um, I, I love seeing when technology can have that kind of tangible impact. Well, the IoT, IoT phenomenon is hitting retail, right? Yeah. So you've got, you know, scanners for inventory that provide levels of intelligence. You've got levels of intelligence at right, at, right at, as a customers walk in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, and our smart safes and cash flow automation solutions are really contributory to that because we provide a rich source of data to help store owners, you know, make, make strategic decisions, whether it's, you know, third-party fees that they don't have to pay or, you know, reducing their amount of change order deliveries, how many employees they need to hire now they have better automation in place, things like that. So uh, back to the day-to-day operations question, let's just visualize what a, a retail associate's day would now look like when they have to handle cash or coin with an automated coin dispensing system in place. Uh, you know, what do those processes now look like? How much faster are they? Right under the, so right under the counter, they can dispense a roll of coin for themselves, right? Um, so whenever they need coin, they can log into our safe with their, with their code, dispense a roll of coin. They have it in their hand. They can put it in their till. They don't need to wait for their manager to come from the back office and deliver that. So that's right under the counter, right when they need it. So much less disruption for store operations. Um, and you know, and it's efficient, and all that transactions are recorded. So the manager later can see how many rolls were dispensed and who dispensed them, and at what time of day were they dispensed, and things like that. Now, do those rolls then have to be stocked up? Yes, themselves. Yes. themselves? Yeah. Yeah, and typically what we see is they'll get stocked at the beginning of the week, right? Depending on their really their cash volumes, right? So they may have to stock it twice a week, but it's got to, you know. Our tube bin has enough volume to handle 88 tubes of coin. Mm-hmm. So for a typical C-store, for example, that, that can hold for a while. Yeah. yeah. And, it's, and it's super secure. Yeah. And so, you know, taking it up a notch, you know, we've got, um, you know, roll coin dispensers that handle a lot more roll coin. Um, and, and we also have to look at not just the vertical, but the country, right? There are countries in the world that are a lot more coin centric. Um, we see that in Europe. We see that in Canada. We see it in Australia. Um, so some of our equipment at, at much higher capacities are being placed in those, in those countries more than others. Then at the very highest end, we've got, um, for the big box retail segment, we've got um, automated coin recyclers and dispensers. So these handle thousands of coins a minute in terms of volume. So we've, we kind of run the gamut in terms of, uh, you know, coin scalability. And then once it's time for that retail associate to count up how much cash they have left at the end of the day... Is there any manual process that still have to go into that, or is it basically all automated? It tells you, here's how much is left in the register. Yeah, so it's um, if they've enabled it with their point of sale, they should know exactly what, what they've done in terms of cr- cash transactions, and then and that mates up and reconciles very easily to the cash in the smart safe that they've they've put in throughout the day. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's completely automated, and it takes the manual counting 
of cash off the table. Well, like I said, I love when technology solutions can come into the market and you know, just one piece of hardware can change business operations for an entire business. Uh, or you know even an industry I just I love seeing things like that so um, it's always a pleasure getting to chat with you David and getting some more insight into the back end of Tidal and really what is plaguing our retail associates today um, and I think the easy answer is manual processes is uh, repetitive tedious mundane tasks that everyone is used to doing at their job but we're seeing you don't have to do those anymore they are being automated uh, and you can pull that data, you can be proactive with it. So what does this mean for the associates? It means you get to be a human at your job again. You know, you get to interact with customers, um, you get to be creative at work, uh, and all of that is really powerful. So any technology that can help do that, I think is a, is a big win for the industry. So David, thank you for joining us on the podcast and giving us your insight on Tidal and on the state of coin and cash in retail and grocery stores. So again, it was a pleasure. Daniel, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it and uh, thank you again. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you everyone for listening to today's show. And if you like what you heard and want to listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries and subscribe to previous podcasts, articles, and video content from your favorite industries. You can also find our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And make sure you leave a rating and a comment wherever you listen to your podcast content. I'm your host, Daniel Litwin, the voice of B2B. Till next time.